Hello dear listeners, this is Seymour, Conference of Birds with Amin Beg. Before we start, please accept my sincere apologies for the super delay in broadcasting this episode. The reason was simple and obvious. Yes, it was the biggest disruptor of our times. The coronavirus or COVID-19 to be blamed for this disruption. We felt that as COVID-19 has devastated everything and the normal life, we should pause for a moment and understand these dynamics and drivers and better prepare ourselves for the new normal. Our sincere condolences to the families of our dear listeners who lost their loved ones and our prayers to those braving the coronavirus. Stay safe and stay blessed. We hope humanity will overcome their political differences and conflicts and suspicions and jointly find a way to deal with this pandemic in an efficient, effective and equitable manner. As there is renewed hope, finally, we are also back with our broadcast in this Corona times. Welcome to this sixth episode on community-driven strategies for conflict prevention at local level. Dear listeners, in our journey to understanding conflict prevention, in the last five episodes we discussed how conflict analysis could be done at community levels. We also discussed what is conflict prevention, what are its objectives, and what are some of the perspectives on conflict and violence, its multiple dimensions and nexuses, and the need for an inclusive approach to preventing conflict. In this episode, we will now discuss about some of the important ways, approaches, and strategies that are applied at community level in developing strategies preventing conflicts. Let's take a short break. We will be back in a few seconds. Stay tuned. Welcome back, dear listeners. As we know, there are multiple issues and challenges that cause conflicts at community level. Most common issues are family affairs, issues of divorce and child custody, issues related to household poverty, income, jobs, generation gap irritants, gender-based violence issues, etc. Similarly, at group and neighborhood levels, issues related to access road, waste management, access to and control of our water resources, minerals, pastures, land distribution issues, etc. And at the institutional level, issues of identity, voice and representation, elections, conflict of interest between families, tribes, political parties, etc. to name a few. Now these issues flash up and die, come and go from time to time and are mostly handled and mitigated by local actors local institutions through tested customary laws which are locally trusted, understood and enforced, most of the times in sync with national 
and statutory laws. People kind of live with these conflicts. However, sometimes these issues become violent and turn into constant headache. Sometimes it leads to armed conflicts. The reasons for such escalations are many, but internally, both internally uh, to the community, also uh, external drivers and factors influence uh, such escalations. But in most cases, it relates to mainly structural inequalities, sense of injustice and exclusion, weakening capacity of local leaders and local institutions, and perceptions of corruption, youth migration, unemployment. But there could be other issues like in-migration of non-residents and nexus with local officials, youth dissatisfaction, crimes and drug supply, gender and cultural dimensions, and externally influenced sectarian ethnic dimensions sometimes fluctuate uh, the problem and it takes more time to change. Dear listeners, we also live in a widely connected and globalized world nowadays, so we are more connected and less isolated. But this has also brought so many risks and exposures, emotional stresses, violence, conflicts, losing identities and values and making us extremely vulnerable to many external factors and known and unknown actors at a local level. Dear listeners, let's take a short break. We will be back in a few seconds. Welcome back. Dear listeners, these contextual realities that we just discussed brings us to three important points which we need to keep in mind while we are trying to understand conflict prevention and preparedness. The first point is very important and that is the more inclusive the society or the community, the better prepared they are to develop incentives for developing preventive mechanisms in overcoming conflicts. We can say this is kind of the first rule of thumb in conflict prevention. However, this is not so simple. One of the key challenges to become an inclusive society is, as we have experienced in mountain societies or communities, while we make a transition to inclusion, In the change process, new actors, new interest groups and power dynamics, new competitions and rivalries emerge, which leads to new conflicts in the short to medium term. Depending on the time and place, this transition is taking place. This is one important area. The second point is we need to understand that societies and institutions are complex social systems and can make mistakes. There could be error of judgment by individuals in making decisions, 
decisions could be politically motivated so this situation kind of poses additional challenge for inclusion as various interests and interest groups are always at play competing for influence in society and the internal dialogue process might take longer than anticipated time creating more confusion and challenges so this brings us to a third point which is important to understand inclusion and prevention measures to take root and this is where the core elements lie which are number 1 understanding and involving individuals and groups these individuals and groups are important actors because their decisions ultimately shape the direction of society or communities within a community opinion leaders engaging with diverse groups that exert influence bringing warring factions together or marginalized are important elements to understand and engage with the second point is strengthening local institutions this is very important because these institutions provide rules of the game they shape incentives norms values and behaviors and reflect society's overall capability to mitigate conflicts and making peace third element is understanding the structural factors in the community in the overall environment in which these actors make decisions in local level what is the structure of the society the local economy demography distribution of power and resources the history and scars of any previous conflict these are important factors that impact conflict prevention efforts at local level so peace builders development practitioners need to understand the structural factors while engaging with communities at local level so dear listeners in conclusion we can say in order to develop instruments for preventing conflicts we must understand multiple issues and challenges that cause conflict at local level second we also need to understand that local conflicts are handled and managed by local leaders and institutions to customary laws however there are many reasons for escalation of violent conflicts there are internal external drivers and factors that cause conflict and influence conflict prevention similarly we also understand that individual institutions can make mistakes however the more inclusive the society or the institutions the better prepared they are to prevent conflicts both individual institutions are very important element who set norms and values and regulate behaviors and finally structural factors and overall environment of society a sparse structure economy demography history scars of any previous conflicts are important in devising conflict prevention strategies at local level Dear listeners, that's all for this episode. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we will introduce you to the next episode. Dear listeners, welcome back. In the next concluding episode, we will discuss about the COVID-19 disruption 
and how it could create challenges and opportunities for conflict prevention at local levels. Stay tuned, stay safe. Thanks for listening.